1: Wednesday. It is Wednesday, isn't it? Wednesday morning to you.
2: It certainly is. It's funny because I did have to check yesterday and go, wait a second, because I was getting some programming in for today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Wednesday tomorrow, so already middle of the week.
1: That would be, if you're on the calendar, January 18th. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. I I didn't feel like I properly did my uh, warm-up exercises
2: This morning, my
1: my mouth exercises. You know the A E I O U. So you got to get
2: everything warmed up, so that way you can be the professional that we all know you are, David. I've got
1: to enunciate, (laughs) enunciate properly. Uh, You big popcorn fans.
2: Uh, yes, I do, but I try not to eat too much, the corn carbs, and who yeah. who doesn't eat popcorn with a whole lot of oily butter all over the top <laughs> of it, so yes. I try to stay away, but of course, I love yeah. popcorn.
1: I, I asked that because today's National Popcorn Day. Oh, really? So I have not been to the movie theater in quite a while, seem to just watch them at home anymore, but the last time I went to the movies and I was looking at the popcorn prices, it's like... Man, you could buy a whole bunch of popcorn at the store <laughs>
2: for what you uh, pay at the
1: theater for a bag of popcorn.
2: Uh, they tend to get
1: you with the uh, with the concessions.
2: Yeah, they sure do. Uh, I think, and and then of course they try to do it like, oh, if you get the jumbo one for fifteen dollars, it's free refills. Yeah. So somehow you feel like, oh, free refills. <laughs> I got to eat that. I got to get that one, and then yeah. you don't ever eat but half of those big giant, you know, buckets. Right. And now it's like, oh. Uh,
1: I do like popcorn. Yes. Uh, it's Sometimes it's a little hard for me to digest. I kind of have to eat it on a limited basis, but I do like it. We've been buying, there's a, a bag of popcorn you can buy at the store now, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, and it's pretty good. It's got very few ingredients in it, because sometimes you can find popcorn and you know, microwave stuff, and you look at the ingredients, it's mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, probably not the best, but this is very clean.
2: Okay, so there's one that the kids do really like, and I don't get it too often. There's a couple varieties, too. There's one that is a white cheddar. Yeah. That's delicious.
1: Yeah, that might be the one. Is the bag white?
2: Uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. The bag might be black, okay. actually. The other one that I cannot stay away from, so I just don't bring it into a ha- the house. Yeah. It's that one company that makes the popcorn, and it's coated, though. It's half cheese, half caramel. Oh. In the same bag. Right. And you got to shake it up, <laughs> and then it's like a surprise. Like, don't look. You just reach in there and grab popcorn and eat it. And then you're like, oh, that's a caramel one. I like that. That's and the next time it's like, "Ooh, it's the cheese. That's just such a weird combination, but you love it anyway.
1: Thank you to my wife who's listening. She texted me the name of the popcorn.
2: Oh, she did. What is it?
1: Lesser Evil.
2: Lesser Evil. Well, that's perfect. I need a lot more of that in my life. Isn't
1: that great? <laughs> and I, the name is derived because it has is very clean. Okay. Yeah, so you feel like, hey, this is a healthy snack. This is a
2: healthy snack. That's right. Even though it's lesser evil. You're supposed to limit your corn intake because it's just basically yeah, right. starchy carbs. So, but
1: but it is good. Nice. I I do like it. And well, it's very, and they have different flavors. Sure. And I think one of them is the kind of the uh, salty caramel cornish sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. I'd love it. Yeah, so she, she sent me a photo. I'll show you this later. That way, it's funny,
2: want. yeah. So so instead of like not putting a lot of oily butter and salt on popcorn, we found more unique ways to ruin God's natural gift to us <laughs> by putting cheese and caramel, uh, kettle corn. Yeah. Let's put salt and sugar together on the popcorn. See,
1: if you go to a farmer's market, oh, the, you, smell. the smell of the kettle corn just draws <laughs> you right, you and it's just some. like it's like a beacon of wonderness wonderness right Just, oh, where All is that, that
2: beautiful yeah. <laughs> fruit and vegetables freshly organically grown and the longest line in the place and is that kettle corn. kettle
1: corn right there <laughs> it is it is good so anyway it's national popcorn day so have yourself a little popcorn today we had a cool popper we had to get rid of it it got old it was a whirly popper yeah you, you, you had a handle that you cranked on it oh really yeah it was cool it was it was really neat and so you put the popcorn in and, you know, the oil or whatever you put in, and then as it got hot, you started to crank the handle. so and it would the, turn it. And it would turn it, and that way it wouldn't burn on the bottom. Yeah, it was cool. It was a cool little popper. The whirly popper, I think, is what it the was The whirly called. popper. The whirly popper. I guess we go going. What do you got today, anyway?
2: Well, first stores were short on toilet paper, then baby formula. Now, where are the eggs? And if you do find him, <laughs> you're going to be paying for him.
1: Okay. And news this morning, we, we've talked about Sister Andre before. Yes. The, a a, a mm-hmm. sister, a nun in France passed away. Uh, she was known as, the, as far as we know, the oldest person.
2: In the world. In, in the world, yeah. Isn't that amazing? So, anyway. Long life. And we'll talk about yeah. her throughout the show and some of her tips and uh, little quips of uh, her thoughts on life. Nice we got a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. Here's Taylor Tripodi, Forgiven. And we are David and Brenda on The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, your bridge between your faith and everyday life. Each
3: day I try to find something to heal these scars of mine But I just can't find peace of mind Something inside me tells myself Can't forgive me, but I'm the fool.
1: is Taylor Tripodi and Forgiven. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend this Wednesday. Yes, it is a Wednesday. Middle of the week. Middle Over the hump the day. It's all downhill from here.
2: <laughs> In more ways than one.
1: Uh, who do we have coming up? Interview next.
2: Hey, coming up, a great program, Theology of the Body yeah. for Family Curriculum. Boy, they've got some exciting news to tell.
4: All right. It's right after the forecast.
5: Join Mater Dei Radio and Holy Cross Priest, Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering.
6: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com.
1: Support from Otter Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education,
7: engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. There are more than two dozen feast days dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary in 2023. How do you stay on top of them all? The easiest way is Mater De Radio's Marian calendar. Get yours today before the new year moves too far along and our limited supply runs out. Just go to the Christmas resources at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app, and we'll promptly send you one of these colorful calendars free. It features magnificent artwork, uplifting messages of faith, and a full listing of all Our Lady's feast days in 2023. Start the new year right with this stunning display of spiritual motivation for your home, office, workshop, or anywhere you can use a little reminder that Our Lady is praying for you. Get your 2023 Marian calendar now before they're all gone in the Christmas resources section on the Hail Mary Media app or matradayradio.com. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
8: Hey,
1: that's the popcorn song.
2: It's perfect for Popcorn Day.
1: I love that. That's awesome. That's going
2: to be stuck in my head all day now.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) It is 714 Matre Day Radio. On this National Popcorn Day, 100% chance of showers. Good day to stay in and eat popcorn, I guess. I think that's perfect. And and, and watch a movie. We'll have a high of 45 degrees. Scattered showers overnight, low of 35. Then Thursday, Friday, start to see maybe a little clearing out there. A little drier weather. A little cooler, though. Just a high of 42 for Thursday and a low Thursday night down to 32. So still... Still wintertime, you know.
2: It is still wintertime. The beginning of winter at that. That's true. Currently 45 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver.
1: And 45 degrees at All Saints Church in Portland.
2: The theology of the body. It's such an in-depth body of work that scholars have spent the years since John Paul II gave it to us through his Wednesday audience. Well, now this depth of work is accessible to every family in a new way, Well, it allows parents to introduce key Catholic concepts of personhood based on this teaching. Well, last year, we introduced you to TOB, Monthly Kids, a magazine, and Lindsay Karen shared with us this amazing curriculum on this body of work and how it's accessible for every family. It was a work in progress, but Lindsay is back with us to let us know, well, it's completed. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you, Brenda. Thanks for having me. Well, Lindsay, as we talked about before, from a single idea, this entire depth of work was put together in Theology of the Body. Kind of remind our listeners about how just right here in Portland, Oregon, this publication came to life.
9: Yeah, so, you know, I think everybody knows that we're out here in mission territory, and um, that can be a blessing because it kind of brought to the forefront a couple years ago with several of us moms in the area of like, okay, what's going on in the culture and what are the resources that we have that we can kind of teach counter truth to our children, or I should say the truth to our children, um, counter to what the culture is presenting. And we weren't really finding what we needed and we needed it yesterday. You know, um, there are parts of the country that are kind of catching up to where we are now, but almost three years ago is when we started. And we just started by meeting and saying, what's the answer, uh, Quickly, it became clear to us it was the theology of the body. And then what's the next step is to find resources that are available to youth and children. Um, And so we did that. We found resources. We found curriculum. There's not a lot out there, but there is some really good stuff that's out there. Um, And that's where we began. And then we decided to adopt it further for parents and um, create this mini magazine that parents could get in their hands. It's really easy, um, interactive between child and parent, child and material, six to eight pages of content, colorful, um, engaging. And so in that way, we just try to make it really, really accessible and really easy for parents to start having these conversations at home.
2: Lindsay, what was the first age group of publications that TOB Monthly came out with?
9: Yeah, so we started with kids, which is geared. We now have five age groups, but we started with kids and that's geared to age um, six nine. And really that just kind of came about because of the ages of my own children. And then the experience that I had largely teaching that age group um, before I had kids. So that is what came most naturally to me to begin with. And it was a really fun project. We developed a team, um, doctors, psychologists, theologians. We have a really prominent priest in the archdiocese that oversees everything that we write and put out. So we had a great time. We did that about two years ago, and then we, uh, during that process, the idea was born. Okay, this needs to be available to every age group, from little tiny to, you know, young adulthood. Um, and so from there, we, we then created littles, which is ages two to five, and then um, after that, we started working on middles, teens, and campus. So it takes you can get these age groups that are appropriately uh, worded for your particular child's developmental stage from everywhere from age two to age 22.
2: And then in each age group, Lindsay, how many publications does a family receive if they subscribe to it?
9: Yeah, so we use the word subscription because they're they're modeled like little mini magazines. However, we send it out if you were to subscribe or purchase a set of materials for an age group, you would get eight of these mini magazines and you would get them all at once. And the concept is to kind of bring out, you know, about one a month. Um, you can spread them out because it's eight. You can spread them out evenly over the course of 12 months. Uh, we kind of structured it on an academic school year just because some are so busy. May or June, you have covered all eight issues. And those eight issues, they correspond directly with the Christian anthropology standards that have been derived from a couple of the leading TOB experts in the field. Uh, directly from John Paul II's Man and Woman, He Created Them. So that's, for people who are new to this, we call the body of teaching Theology of the Body, um, but it is in this anthology actually labeled Man and Woman, He Created Them, and that's the wording that John Paul II gave to this group of teachings he gave over the course of five years that are now, thanks be to God, standardized into these beautiful, simple teaching standards that we were able to use for our eight issues.
2: Oh, well, fantastic. If you're just tuning in, Lindsay Caron is joining me today. She is one of the creators of a great family program on Theology of the Body called TOB Monthly Kids. She's joining me today to give us a bit of an update on how things are going. Well, it does sound like things are going really amazingly well. I want to get back to something you mentioned, though, Lindsay. You said it's based on the Christian anthropology standard. That's a big word. Explain to our listeners what that means as far as the content in the magazine.
9: Sure. So break it down first. Like, take the hardest word, which is anthropology. Um, and some people may be new to that. But really, it's, that's just an understanding of humanity, right? And so um, what people have discovered is that this theology of the body teaching, which is you know, combines the teaching on body and soul and, co- and covers so much more than human sexuality. It's a misconception a lot of people have of the teaching, but it covers the dignity of human personhood. And so really that's what anthropology is, is this understanding of humanity. And when we say it's a Christian anthropology, we're saying, you know, our Christian understanding of humanity says that the body reveals the soul and that that equals what we call personhood, and we find our identity in that. And so these are all concepts and words that the culture is taking a different twist on. Um, But we have these standards, um, which in the world of education, you know, just means we hit these marks, and that's how we know that we've taught the full teaching. So Christian anthropology standards, the marks of teaching that we want children to know about their humanity and personhood as rooted in Christianity— That's kind of how you can break that down. And what those technically are is uh, this group of standards that were created in 2019 from two leading TOB organizations. So one is Rural Woods Press, and they're a leading TOB curriculum company out of uh, Cincinnati. And then the other is the Cardinal Newman Society, which Mm -hmm. they are, you know, this nonprofit that exists to keep Catholic education Catholic. And they work together to break down those 600 plus pages of um, John Paul II's teaching of Theology of the Body into these 12 really accessible standards. And then what we did as an organization, uh, we just happened to combine a couple of those 12 standards that really were very similar in theme. So now we have eight eight themes that we derived from the 12 standards. So oh. we just broke it down a little bit more. Yeah.
2: Well, fantastic. Lindsay, I've enjoyed our conversation so much, and there is so much more we need to talk about with regards to TOB Monthly. I am coming up against my break. Stay with me through the break, and I'm gonna continue my conversation with Lindsay in the next half hour.
1: And it is 722 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. And have you done it yet? If you haven't, have you downloaded the free Hail Mary media app? Go to our website. The information is right there on the front page. This app is fantastic. You can get access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune in to live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. You can sign up for customized prayer reminders. You can listen to podcasts as well. That's just a few of the things you can get on the free Hail Mary media app. Again, just go to our website. Click on Hail Mary Media app. All the details right there for you. That is at MaterDayRadio.com.
4: Support for Motterday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at BiancoDentistry.com. Or 503 252 1722. That's 503 252 1722.
10: Hello, this is Emily Jaminet with A Mother's Moment. Holding a sleepy newborn child in your arms is like holding a treasure from heaven. You can just stare at them as they totally trust in you with their whole life. They don't look at you and question your resume or your job qualifications but rather they long for one thing, love. In this current modern era, the most endangered class is the unborn child. As mothers, we must remember to do whatever we can to see the Christ child in all children, especially the unborn and the vulnerable child. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it states in section 563, no one, whether shepherd or wise man, can approach God here below except by kneeling before the manger at Bethlehem and adoring him hidden in the weakness of a newborn child. These words touch at the core of the gift of motherhood, for we have an opportunity to bring dignity and respect to each child through our actions. Let us pray. Dear Jesus, we pray for a greater love for each small child and may we have a spirit of justice as we seek to defend these little people, amen. May we be a light to the world by wanting to love the Christ child in all little children.
1: Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.
2: Have you decided that this is the year? Well, you're going to get a few things done to make it memorable. Well, one of those things can be to support Mater Dei Radio when you shop for the cause. With your everyday purchases through Amazon Smiles or Fred Meyer Community Rewards, a percentage will go to support great Catholic programming. Sign up is quick and easy. Just go to our webpage for all the information at materderadio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
0: some are morning people others are not either way we help start your day off right The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio
1: 726 at Mater Dei Radio and the world's oldest known person sister andre has passed we'll talk about sister andre in the news coming up
2: and he is the unsurpassed model of evangelization says pope francis well there can be only one in this top spot i'll tell you who it is coming up in news here is john finch with wildfire and we are david and brenda on the morning blend right here at mater day radio
11: my heart's one desire cleanse my soul with your fire and you make me anew you are a flame alive in me within my heart burning deep you shine through the dark you shine through the dark ready wild and free oh it's burning 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 like a wildfire in me as the ember fades away my soul gets tired i need your grace Stop
2: It is John Finch and wildfire. It's 730 right here at Mater Day Radio.
1: And in your news, French nun Sister Andre, the world's oldest known person, died on Tuesday at the age of 118 in the southern city of Toulon. The city's mayor, Herbert Falco, announced the news of her death on Twitter, writing that it is with immense sadness and emotion that I learned tonight of the passing of the world's oldest person, Sister Andre. Nun spokesman David Tavella said, There is great sadness, but she wanted it to happen. It was her desire to join her beloved brother. For her, it is freedom. Born as Lucille Randon on February 11, 1909, Sister Andre dedicated most of her life to religious service. Before becoming a Catholic nun, she looked after children during World War II, and then spent 28 years caring for orphans and elderly people at a hospital. There have been 10 different popes presiding over the Catholic Church Ow. since she was born.
2: Wow. Isn't that is amazing. That is amazing. In fact, just coming up in a few minutes after sports, we're going to talk a little bit more about Sister Andre, some of her thoughts on the world. All right. Well, Pope Francis invited Christians on Wednesday to pray for the grace to have a pastoral heart like Jesus that suffers and takes risks out of love for others. At his weekly public audience, the Pope said that Jesus provides the unsurpassed model of evangelization. Christ not only has the words of life, but he makes his life a word, a message that is He lives always turned towards the Father and towards us. Now, Pope Francis said in Paul VI Hall, after praying each day, Jesus dedicated his time to proclaiming the gospel and kingdom of God and serving people, especially the poorest, most vulnerable, the sinners, the sick, the Pope added. Now, the Pope recommended reading often chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke, which contains the parable of the lost sheep, to come to truly understand apostolic zeal. And at the end of his general audience, Pope Francis asked for people to join him in praying for a Catholic priest who was killed in Nigeria and for persecuted Christians around the world. And former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick is in significant mental decline and may not be fit to stand trial for allegedly sexually abusing a 16-year-old boy, his attorney said, in a new court filing. The legal team for the 92-year-old ex-prelate said it plans to file a motion to dismiss the case, citing neurological exam conducted by Dr. David Shretland, now professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at John Hopkins University School of Medicine. Now, this exam took place on December 5th at a facility in Missouri where McCarrick is living. According to the court document filed January 13th, the results show McCarrick to be suffering from significant neuropsychological deficits that appear to have started relatively recently, to be worsening rapidly and to impair both McCarrick's cognition and memory. A final report is expected within 30 days. Well,
1: you could see a pretty cool long-haul truck on the road in the future. Researchers from Oregon State University's College of Engineering are partnering with Daimler Trucks North America in order to develop a zero-emissions, heavy-duty truck capable of regional and long-haul freight deliveries, according to a release from Oregon State. So thanks to a multi-million dollar grant, developers on the project will use advanced electrical propulsion and artificial intelligence research to create the power electronics. Other work will include motor drive technology and energy management tools for a hydrogen fuel cell tractor-trailer with a 600-mile range and a 25,000-hour cell life The payload Capacity equivalent to that of a diesel truck, it's being called the super truck.
12: The
2: super truck. It's
1: the super truck. So project is supposed to take like four years. So you know, hard to say how long before something is really developed. But again, what advancement that would be.
2: Incredible. Yeah. You know, uh, I want to say maybe Ram has come out with an electric, like passenger truck. Oh, and yeah. They say people who have ridden in it feels just like a truck. Yeah. So that would be, uh, yeah, interesting how far this technology Mm -hmm. will go. Well, grocery stores around the country and some in Oregon are once again struggling to keep eggs in stock, while prices for the food staple continue to rise amid a national supply uh, shortage. Since last February, the U.S. Department of Agriculture reports an outbreak of the deadly and highly contagious avian flu has killed more than 43 million egg-laying hens. Now, the virus hit in two ways from February to June and another between September and December. Data from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics show the national average for a price of a dozen large grade-A eggs. Any guesses, David?
1: I'm trying to think. I a bought dozen. eggs not long ago. I buy brown eggs. which They tended to be right? a little ex- more expensive. I'm... $3.50?
2: Okay, so and that would be an average? Yeah. No, 4.25. Wow. For an average. That means those organic free-range along gotcha. with just the regulars that you yeah. get. So some could be even higher. I heard one report close to $7 yeah. a dozen. Now that is up from $1.79 one year ago. Mm. And experts say those supply chain challenges are another major factor consumers are paying for from fuel to fertilizer. No, I could see that. So, uh, yeah. And then in many cases, people are limited to just two dozen yeah. at a time to purchase. In- interesting.
1: You know what you got to do? Get yourself some backyard chickens. <laughs>
2: backyard chickens, way to go. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love some chickens <laughs> in my backyard, but, they're, you know, I've seen hey, the mess yeah, that yeah. birds can make. That's for sure.
1: In sports, it was a good effort, but they just couldn't get over the hump last night as the Portland Trailblazers fall to the Denver Nuggets. One twenty-two to one thirteen. That was in the Mile High City. It was another good performance by Damian Lillard. He scored forty-four points. Thirty of those came in the first half. Denver center Nikola Jokic, the reigning league MVP, posted a triple double: thirty-six points, twelve rebounds, ten assists. Blazers missed an opportunity to return to five hundred and lost the season series against Denver, three to one. Now the Nuggets—they're the best team in the West. So yeah, it's
8: okay, a tough
1: one there. They're thirty-one and thirteen overall. So Portland returns home now for a six-game homestand beginning tomorrow night against Philadelphia.
2: Well, following the death of Sister Andre, the French nun, who was 118 at the time of her death and the world's oldest living person, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, here's a few facts and thoughts of Sister Andre. Mm-hmm. First, she knew the world Before the World Wars, her name was Lucille Randon at birth. Sister Andre was born in the south of France a full decade before the start of World War One. Wow. So she has a memory of that war, World War Two and and the many wars since then. She was an early riser. Now, after years spent in prayer, Sister Andre did not laze around in bed. She woke up nice and early, had her breakfast every day at 7 a.m., then went to Mass every morning, even when she was no longer able to see. Mm-hmm. But she was rather tired. She said once, I'm thinking of getting out of this business, but they won't let me. She <laughs> shared in an interview for her and eighteenth birthday so uh god rest your soul Mm -hmm.
0: it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community
2: and this evening at 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. is weekly Eucharistic Adoration and Benediction. It's happening at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. Confessions will also be available during this hour. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, MaterDayRadio.com, and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And Brenda continues her interview on Theology of the Body right after the forecast.
0: Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh my God, relying on your infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins, the help of your grace, and everlasting life through the merits of Jesus Christ my Lord and Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
13: Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us at materdayradio.com and click Prayer, or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737 would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
1: It is 742 at Monterey Radio. Well, going to be a rainy one today. 100% chance of showers, high of 45 degrees. Could be a little breezy out there as well. 40% chance of rain overnight tonight, low of 35. And then for Thursday, mostly cloudy, high of 42 chilly Thursday night down to 32.
2: Oh, that is chilly. Mm -hmm. Well, currently it is raining and 46 degrees at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Beaverton.
1: And it is 47 degrees at St. Catherine of Siena Church in Veneta.
2: I am back now with Lindsay Karen. Lindsay is joining me today as we talk about TOB Monthly Kids. The curriculum is complete for all age group, and she's joining me today, well, to tell us more about it. Lindsay thank you so much for staying with me today. When parents subscribe they are they are given the full year's content, eight eight packages or eight eight editions of it. Kind of for our listeners, just run through what uh, each magazine has, what the content is, how pe- parents are supposed to run through it.
9: Yeah, so one thing to note is that they're all consumables um and so what that means is that kids can really interact with them, use them, write in them, color in them. There's as much as it is magazine of reading material, it's interactive uh, lessons essentially where the children are um, are completing little prompts and activities along the way all the way up through. Oh, uh, obviously there's a lot less at the older levels. So at teens and campus there's a lot less of that. There's more reading and absorbing of the material, but um, there's still an area as they get older to you know jot down some thoughts and prayers as they go. Now, the littles, um, let's say age two to five littles, it's a lot of colored pictures and, you know, matching the little egg to the chick and matching the seed to the plant. And, you know, drawing lines that match things, circling things that speak to them, a lot of imagery. We have some really tasteful, beautiful pictures of uh, babies in utero, you know, so that they can start to see what that even looks like. Um, And then there's always a little theology lesson um, that's age appropriate for the child, but it'll walk the parent right through. Okay, what is it? What's the point of me showing them the seed and the egg? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a theology right there. Um, and then you go kids. It's a little more interactive. There's some, some more drawings and um, activities that they can do. There's a section where they can interview their parents and find out their parents' thoughts on these things. It is really supposed to be done with the parent. Um, the parent is the primary educator. It's a really key piece of this.
2: Well, Lindsay, it's just amazing how much thought you've put into this, obviously, through research and just life experience. You do understand, you know, where kids are at these different age groups and what is really going to impact them the most. Let's move to those middle schoolers. They can be just a tough group of kids to reach out to. They're kind of in between stage where they want to be more reasonable, but just for their own limitations, they can have difficulty, especially. Especially kind of learning about themselves and their place in the world. What kind of material is here available for parents of middle
9: schoolers? So this was our most challenging and probably longest to develop age group, <laughs> but we had the most fun with it um, because of exactly what you described. Middle school is the most unique age group, and um, I, I'm grateful that I taught it for a little bit. And um, could really wrap my head around what they needed. And so what we used a lot with middle school is short little snippets, lots of things broken up in, in little uh, sound bites. And then we used a lot of humor. We tried to use humor wherever we could, and we put in things like uh, memes and jokes and mad libs, and you know some uh, some just light-hearted things where we could help them approach the topics a little a lot easier. We hope a lot easier.
2: Yeah. Well, fantastic. And then just moving up the age groups. I laugh because I've had four teenagers in my own house, you know, (laughs) you know, when they hit teenagehood, well, in their own minds, they've learned everything they need to know about and they don't uh, hesitate to remind us parents about what they know about everything. But again, Hitting these important topics with Theology of the Body, Pope John Paul II had such a love for youth. We think about World Youth Day, and so there's a lot that can be brought out to our teenagers through your publications. Kind of let us know a little bit about that.
9: Well, yeah, you hit on some important things right there, and so that's what we focus in the very first issue before we even dive into theology with these teens um, and campus college students the first issue is just about how they are a gift because the culture has really attacked that in every way, shape, and form for so long to them that it's like to build any kind of trust where they might, might even consider opening issue to the first issue is you are such a gift, you know, and here are all the ways that you are dignified and you are worthy and you are a gift and you are loved. Um, And, and that's very fitting because the first theme is that life is a gift. And so we do, uh, that theme repeats around issue six. And so we have the opportunity to get into the details of what that means by issue six, a little bit more um, in depth on like life in the womb being a gift um, issue. One focuses on them being a gift and how we do that throughout the eight issues for teens and campus. They're structured very similarly um, is we profile stories and we profile other people who have lived these truths. And so in each issue, there's a saint profiled, and then there's a star profiled. And the star, we quickly kind of found we couldn't rely on anyone in the culture because you just never know where their life is going to turn. So a lot of our stars are Catholic stars like Lila Rose and uh, Leah Darrow and Father Mike Schmidt. And um, so we profiled just the work that they've done and saying, here's how I found the truth. Here's what I believe to be, you know, vitally important. And here's how I live it. And we try to pick people who are really appealing. You know, they're still young, and uh, they. a lot of them, you know, just by chance, they tend to be really good-looking people, and um, I think that that will draw the teens in. And the saints, you know, we worked really hard to work with Catholic Etsy artists who have very modern, uh, tasteful, and unique representation of the saints. I didn't quite want to use the same images that kids have seen over and over and over again. Right. And a lot of them are, you know, a little antiquated, to be honest. Um, So there's this really modern, fresh take on everything that we hope just draws them in.
2: Well, hopefully in our discussion, you've been drawn in. Lindsay Karen is joining me today, the creator of TOB Monthly. It is a great work for young people to be introduced to their personhood based on the writings of John Paul II. Well, you have all five of these editions available now, but you didn't stop there. You have them available in Spanish, but a little bit more work needs to happen in order to make that available available for people. Tell our listeners where you're at with the Spanish language program.
9: Yeah, we from the very beginning, we heard over and over, uh, this is great, and is it available in Spanish? So I always knew from the start it was going to be part of the program when these five were ready. Uh, they all also needed to be available in Spanish, and we have a team of translators um, from different Spanish-speaking countries. So we feel like we've done, you know, a thorough job in getting the best Spanish translation um, out there that we can for everybody, and it's ready. But uh, the ping is we need about we need to fundraise about fifteen to twenty thousand dollars to be able to fund uh, a big first initial print run.
2: And then lastly, before we go, Lindsay, you've got these five age groups ready to go. Are there ideas for what the next thing is going to be for TOB Monthly?
9: Yes, there are. So uh, the dream has always been to have cycle A, B, and C so that a child never needs to repeat content in an age group before they graduate up to the next age group. And so uh, we will be getting to uh, developing cycle B soon. But before we do that, there's been a big ask for content on how to approach the talk um, about sex from the Catholic perspective. So we're going to gather back, you know, our psychologists and doctors and theologians and and make this special issue, and it'll be available in each age group. So if you're not ready and you don't want to show those body parts and um, have that conversation at a certain age group, you just don't add it on. Um, It will, you know, that's always been important to us to not, Have the children see anything that the parent isn't ready to introduce. But the parent, if they're ready and they're looking for that aid, uh, we hope to have that out in six months or so, and it would be an add-on on the website. Oh.
2: Well, again, you are just the ideas. When you break open one idea, well, the Lord just fills you up with more ideas. And we're just so grateful, Lindsay, that you and your team are there to say yes to this great body of work. We're so appreciative of your time today. Now, our listeners hopefully are also intrigued. How can they find out all the information on getting these subscriptions for themselves and also more information about that Spanish language program?
9: Sure. So our contact information is just um, www.tobparentschool.org and you can buy directly on our website. And then our contact email address is at the bottom of the website as well.
2: Well, perfect. Well, Lindsay, I really appreciate your time today. Again, such an amazing program and just glad that you have the ability to join us on the our show today. And thank you so much.
9: Thank you, Brenda. It's good to talk to you.
2: Great to talk with you again, too. So that is Lindsay Karen, the TOB Monthly Kids Magazine. Five age groups are available now. So I'll be sure to add a link to the podcast of this interview where you can get right to their webpage, the webpage that Lindsay just mentioned. You can find that podcast on our webpage at com or the Hail Mary media app.
1: And it is 753 at Mater Day Radio. It's David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Wednesday. So tonight, Wednesday evening, 7.30, it is Blazing the Trail with Miriam Marston. So I just saw on my email, I received the Mater Day Radio email blast yesterday.
2: Did you really?
1: Yes, That uh, we were talking about that with Sarah Kenzie, sure. And in that email blast... We have an interview with Miriam that I did in regards to ordinary time and why it's not so ordinary.
2: It was a great time that you had talking with her. Sure, Her insight is just incredible. We get to hear that on the Morning Blend, and of course, well, you get a whole half hour with Miriam every Wednesday.
1: Yeah, so anyway, check out your email and see that or listen to that interview with Miriam if you haven't heard it already. And just one of the wonderful opportunities with our programs here on Mater Dei Radio. Again, Miriam's program Blazing the Trail tonight at 7.30. If you go to our programming page on our website, you can click out a programming schedule for yourself. That's on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary Medium app.
10: Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org.
0: Broadcast in the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene and streaming at MaterDayRadio.com.
6: Many Protestants object to the Catholic practice of penance because they think it implies that Jesus' sacrifice is not enough. But is this true? No, and here are some answers why. First, Penance has nothing to do with the forgiveness of sins. It only deals with repairing the harm that sin causes within us. St. Paul teaches in Philippians 1.6 that God works to bring to completion the good work that He has begun in us. Even though we're forgiven, sin leaves us weak. Penance is the means by which we cooperate with God to complete the work of recovering full spiritual health. Second, penitential acts express our sorrow for sin, which follows the injunction of John the Baptist in Luke 3.8, bear fruits that befit repentance. Penance doesn't take away from Christ, it unites us more to him. I'm Carlo Brusard with a Ready Reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com.
4: Support for Montre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist.
0: It's good to the very last drop. The morning blend on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
1: It is seven fifty-seven at Mater Day Radio. Well, there's a new survey on driving. We'll tell you where Washington and Oregon rank. That's in the news.
2: And don't mess with Saint Michael the Archangel. A would-be thief <laughs> learns his lesson. I'll have that story for you right after. Awaken the saint.
12: Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Holiness doesn't have an age requirement, and old age is not a condition for courage, nor does it determine wisdom. So it was with St. Prisca, who was only 13 years old when she chose to be baptized a Christian in spite of the pagan culture of Rome. Born into a noble Roman family, it can be assumed that Prisca enjoyed a comfortable life, but during the reign of Claudius II, Christianity was being persecuted, and many chose to practice their faith in secret. Shortly after Prisca's baptism, she was found out and dragged before the emperor, who ordered her to offer a sacrifice to the sun god Apollo. When she refused, she was beaten and sent to prison. Shortly after, they released her under the assumption that she would think twice about practicing Christianity again. However, this young saint would not be diminished and she remained openly faithful to Jesus Christ. Thus, she was imprisoned a second time and endured flogging as well as being covered in boiling tallow, or animal fat. After this, she was sent to the amphitheater where she was thrown into the lion's den. But instead of being rushed upon by the hungry lion, it instead walked up gently to her and laid down at her feet her life, which was detested by the Roman mob, was miraculously spared by a wild beast. But this only made Rome more determined to break her. Taken to another prison, she was starved for three days, tortured on the rack, and thrown onto a burning pile. Through all of this, she still miraculously survived. Finally, she was sentenced to death by the sword, and while on the Via Ostiensis between Rome and Ostia, Prisca was beheaded. Her body was recovered by fellow Christians who buried her in the catacomb of St. Priscilla, who shares her same feast day. Sometimes I think we get caught up in the trap of thinking we will have all these years to make ourselves holier and that sainthood is in the distant future. But holiness does not depend on years spent in piety. It comes from the courage to do God's will in your life. Saint Prisca was only 13 years old, a mere child when she chose to do God's will in her life, even though it meant certain suffering. Her courageous story reminds me of a quote by GK Chesterton. Courage is almost a contradiction in terms. It means a strong desire to live taking the form of a readiness to die. He that will lose his life, the same shall save it, is not a piece of mysticism for saints and heroes. It is a piece of everyday advice. He must seek his life in a spirit of furious indifference to it. He must desire life like water and yet drink death like wine. Do we love God enough to drink the cup he has placed before us? I encourage you to take a moment and reflect on the ways that he is calling you to courageously die to yourself today. Find the little moments in your life where he wants you to surrender to him. May we, like the young Prisca, find the courage to live fearlessly for Jesus, especially when we are tempted to give up. St. Prisca of Rome, pray for us.
5: Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic.
1: That is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saints or to pray with Matri-Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app, details at MotredayRadio.com. It's eight o'clock.
2: And in your news this hour, at the end of his Wednesday audience, Pope Francis asked for people to join him in praying for persecuted Christians around the world. The Pope said that he was praying for uh, Father Isaac Achi, a Catholic priest who died after bandits set fire to his parish rectory in northern Nigeria. Now, armed bandits attacked the parish residence at Saints Peter and Paul Catholic Church in Kafin Koro, Nigeria, around 3 a.m. on Sunday. Another priest at the rectory, Father Collins Aman, escaped the building but sustained gunshot wounds. He is receiving treatment for his injuries. Now, on the same day that the priest was killed in Nigeria, the Islamic State bombed a church service at a Pentecostal church in eastern Congo, killing at least 14 people and injuring more than 60. Now, the Pope's upcoming trip to Africa in February will provide an opportunity for him to further highlight the ongoing violence against Christians in the region. Pope Francis is scheduled to meet with victims of violence from the eastern region of the Democratic Republic of Congo, where more than 5.5 million people have been displaced from their homes. And a would-be thief was injured after falling on the sword of a statue of St. Michael the Archangel that he was trying to steal from a church in Monterrey, Mexico. Local media reported that during the early hours of January 14th, Carlos Alonso allegedly went to the Christ the King parish in downtown Monterey to rob the church while trying to flee with a statue of St. Michael, the archangel, the alleged thief tripped and fell on the angel's sword. Injuring his neck kind of badly. Now, some passerby saw the wounded man at the church doors and called for medical help. After stabilizing the injured man, the rescuers took him to a clinic to be treated, get more information about the damage that may have been caused. It is expected that once he has recovered, the suspect will be turned over to public prosecutor's office, and the punishment he could face for the damage of the church will be determined. The statue of St. Michael the Archangel, however... Unharmed.
11: All right.
1: Well, a helicopter crash near a kindergarten in the Kiev region today has killed at least sixteen people, including the leadership team of Ukraine's Interior Ministry who were traveling on the aircraft and three children on the ground, according to officials there. At least thirty others, including twelve children, are in the hospital following the incident in the city of Brovery. Meantime, the US top general Mark Mark Milley is in the region where he met with Ukraine's commander in chief, on Monday, Milley saw the newly expanded combined arms training of Ukrainian forces in Germany. The meeting between the generals came one day after Ukrainian troops arrived at Fort Sill in Oklahoma to begin training on the Patriot missile system, according to the U.S. Army base.
2: Well, Oregon's attorney general filed a lawsuit Tuesday against Retriever Towing, one of the state's largest towing operations, accusing the company illegal tows. The complaint filed in Multnomah County Circuit Court alleges retriever illegally towed vehicles from parking lots without signed authorization from the property owner in violation of reforms that the Oregon legislature passed in 2017 to crack down on so-called predatory towing. The lawsuit claims that most consumers who had vehicles towed illegally by retriever never got a refund. And some people who could not afford to pay towing fees lost their vehicles at auction, according to the lawsuit. Now the attorney's general office said retriever was involved in nearly a quarter of all towing complaints it had received over the last twenty years. Wow. Yeah, they've a got a big business and yep, yeah, hopefully they'll be able to straighten out.
1: Hmm. Well, when it comes to driving in Washington state, one personal finance website says it can be a costly proposition. In its new report, WalletHub says the evergreen state is one of the worst states to drive in. (laughs) In fact, it ranked 49th out of 50. Only the state of Hawaii was considered worst to drive in. To rank the states, WalletHub compared them across four key dimensions, cost of ownership and maintenance, traffic and infrastructure, safety, and access to vehicles and maintenance. The report also took into metrics into consideration gas prices, traffic congestion, and the number of days of driving in the rain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that
2: that metric alone puts it the Yeah, you're right at the, the bottom. top there. Yeah. So
1: Oregon was about mid-pack in the driving report, coming in at 24. So the best state to drive in, according to the report... And uh, any guesses? It's, I, it's, this is very random. but
2: I, I will guess uh, uh, Utah. No. Okay. Good guess. It's got to be maybe I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a southern kind Actually, of maybe Tennessee.
1: Midwest. 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 Ohio. No. That was close, though. Kansas. No. <laughs>
2: Missouri. <laughs> I'm just going to go through my whole list.
1: Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Iowa. That was followed by Georgia in the south, then Ohio. Okay. Then Oklahoma. So a couple Midwestern, couple Southern states.
2: All right. Well, give me my rain, but leave me uh, <laughs> and leave me the beautiful summers. I'll still drive in Washington. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, the poor Puppers, who was abandoned at the San Francisco International Airport in the fall, finally got his forever home. The dog named Polaris was left at the airport after he was denied entry into the U.S. and the international traveler who was with him decided to keep on going without him. Mm. So according to the San Francisco Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, United Airline employees cared for the pup while he was completing the requirements to enter the U.S., including... A quarantine period. Mm-hmm. But Polaris' story has an international traveler, didn't end when he left the airport. In fact, he was ultimately adopted by United Airlines Captain William Dale and his family. And in celebration of the adoption, United hosted a party in December and donated $5,000 to support the San Francisco SPCA. Oh,
0: that's
1: nice. It
2: was a little, little pup. They yeah. were showing pictures of it online when he uh, entered. He's a kind of a getting up there now, a kind of a mid sized pup. Yeah. So uh what kind of did,
1: could you tell what kind of dog? It,
2: it was the cute kind. Yeah. With the big eyes.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> that tells you everything, everything you need to know. Everything you
2: need to know. Right. Big heart, black fur.
1: Yeah, very, very nice. Well, this is tough for me to report in Uh-oh. sports. Yes. Okay. This year's top seed and defending champion, Rafael Nadal, has been ousted from the Australian <gasps> Open. Already. Already. He lost in the second round to American Mackenzie McDonald in three straight sets. So the 36-year-old Spaniard had to take a medical break in the second set. Nadal says he was struggling with a hip injury, was never able to recover. He did finish the match. He said he didn't want to retire and quit midway through, so he kind of struggled through and lost in three sets. What this means for the future though it's hard to say. So you know his good buddy Roger Federer retired last year.
2: Okay. After
1: yeah. he was had numerous knee injuries and he just you get to a certain age and recovery very tough. So a hip injury that can be kind of tricky. Sure. as well. So I I don't know. We'll see. Rafa he says he's going to he plans to uh, you know,
2: Right. Continue, keep on going. Keep on going. Okay. So,
1: well, see, his wife just had a baby. Okay. So he's, he's a family man now as well. So, I, I don't know. So, on the women's side, though, Coco Goff had a big win, second round win. She defeated former Wimbledon champ. Emma Kanu in Straight Sets.
2: Okay. Yeah, so Is uh, this her year? I, I wonder. Yeah,
1: I saw an interview with her uh, yesterday, I believe it was. It was a great interview. She's so fun to, to listen really to. She really is. She's only
2: 18. I was going to say, we've been yeah. talking about her for years, but we forget yeah. that she was, what, 16 yeah. years old when she first hit the scene.
1: Exactly. So anyway, that'll be fun.
2: Well, we have been spending today's show talking about the... Most very holy sister, Andre, the oldest living person in the world, passed away recently. Well, following her death and the world's oldest living person, they say according to Guinness Book of World Records, well, she lived a long life and saw quite a few things. Mm -hmm. Here's a few more things about her life. Now, she did say she had a few strengths and weaknesses. Now, the story that we've been talking about shared a little bit about her characteristics and how she was perceived. She said... I was always admired for my wisdom and intelligence, but now, she said, people could care less because I'm stubborn. However, (laughs) she was also known for her wit, once sharing that she hopes God won't be too slow in welcoming her home. Uh. She found happiness, though, throughout her life. Before joining the Daughters of Charity, Sister Andre worked as a governess, in Paris, in which she deemed as being some of the happiest times of her life. She also spent a lot of years caring for orphans and the elderly before becoming Sister Andre in 1944. Andre is the name of her late brother. However, she stated that for her daily happiness, it's being able to go away and pray. And then lastly, she received a very special gift at 115. Now, residing at the Providence uh, Alps Cote Azur region, she was made an honorary citizen of the city in 2019, and she also received a letter and a blessed rosary from Pope Francis on her 115th birthday.
1: Oh, that's very nice.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: And this Friday at 6 o'clock p.m. is a pro-life prayer vigil in Vancouver at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church. Holy Redeemer Parish invites you to join a pro-life prayer vigil to be held by Pastor Father Nathie. The event will take place on the church front lawn. Participants are asked to bring a plain jar, vigil candle, and a rosary. Pro-Life stickers will be provided for your candle. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app.
1: All right, we're going to check in with Catholic Community Services of Lane County on a fundraising event they have
4: today. It's right after the forecast
5: Please join Macho Day Radio and Franciscan missionary, Sister Anne Marie Warren, with the
10: morning offering. O oh Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart. In union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
5: For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit maturadayradio.com.
3: Are you a young adult in your twenties or thirties? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org.
7: Get 2023 off to a powerful start with Monterey Radio's Hail Mary media app. Make your resolution to grow closer to Christ in the new year, and we'll give you the tools to achieve that goal, including a huge library of audio, video, and text prayers. You could even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you catch a live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, there's unique features in our Catholic Lifestyle section, The Bridge, exciting local events on our interactive community calendar, and much more. Resolve to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to matradayradio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2023 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it
1: is 8.15 at Mater Day Radio. Well, going to be a showery day today. 100% chance of rain, high of 45 degrees. More showers overnight tonight, low of 35. And then a high of 42 on Saturday, partly cloudy skies.
2: Currently, it is 44 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in, uh, in Camas. In excuse me.
1: Camas, 46 degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem.
2: Well, our faith well, calls us to be there for one another. And the beauty of our faith is, well, when something happens, we can be there for somebody. And likewise, when we need help, well, our friends come to help us also. Well, now is the time that we can come together and support our sisters at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center here in Beaverton. Joining me today to talk about an upcoming event where we can support our sister, it is our good friend, Dina Marie. She's joining me today to talk about how, well, we can help in a little bit of heating and cooling for Our Lady of Peace. Good morning, Dina Marie. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, good morning,
14: Brenda. It's always great to be part of the morning team here, the morning blend. And yeah, whether right now we're thinking about getting warmer, but I know in the summertime, the summertime is when this issue happened where it was getting hot and there was no way to cool things off. And we found out at the retreat center that 70 years, the pipes that would heat and cool the system, <laughs> you know, after 70 years, things just don't work. Happens in our bodies. It happens with our homes as well and so last year it was a big big um a lot of contractors came in a lot of advice a lot of looking to see well what's happening with the heating and cooling at our lady of peace and we found out that a whole new system would need to be installed to keep our retreatants comfortable in the summer and in the winter so for every season you need a little heat a little cool Uh, we were without for a bit until we discovered um that we needed to do a a whole re redo at the center and you know what so many people have come together to help and we've got more opportunities i think for people to give and to support the sisters to keep our retreat center going for the next
2: decade and the next decade and the next decade well for sure you know the sisters there are always eager and willing and available to help us to bring beautiful retreats together speakers come in retreatants come and stay there at the guest house so this is one of those things where now Those of us who have benefited from having the retreat center can give back in a very special way. So this heating and cooling system has been put in place, but there's a bill that comes with that. So now the sisters are working to get that under control because, boy, having bills like that looming over can make it difficult for them to be able to really provide other services that they need to. So they're asking on the community to join them and... Saturday February 4th mm-hmm. that's the day to do it tell us about it it really is and you know every year the uh, a community and it's a, it's
14: a really this great committee the The luncheon tea and silent auction committee have put together a tea event for several years and every year they look at what is a particular need that the sisters have at the retreat house is there a particular project that needs some additional funding and so when the heating and cooling system went down and the the bill started to be deposited and it was like wow what can we do the committee said we want to be able to raise funds for this year's tea to help offset some of the costs that have accumulated to install you know there's four 40 units, 40 different retreat rooms, There's four halls for those of you who have been there. So each hall has 10 rooms, 40 rooms. So what the tea committee wants to do is we'd like to cover the cost of at least 10 of those rooms. That's about $41,000 worth of funding to raise through the tea, through the ticket sales, but also through the silent auction, and for anybody making a donation. you know, And some people may not be able to come to the tea, but boy, if you would like to help to offset the cost for us to be able to provide just a really a, a, a warm and then in a very cool environment for our retreatants to have every day out of the year. You can make a contribution to the sisters on their website. You can, you know, mail them a check. But boy, I think with coming to the luncheon and the tea, uh, it's It's that community. You talked about community, Mm -hmm. people who have been to the retreat house. uh, You just walk in the door and you find joy, you find peace, you hear laughter, you know the sisters are praying, and it's such a beautiful place to bring people together and to nourish people's faith. That's why it's called Our Lady of Peace. We want people to experience peace. That peace comes from the joy of Jesus Christ, and you feel that when you come into a place and it will be decorated. Uh, The theme, Brenda, this year is called, it's for Our Lady of Sorrows. Every year, the Tea Committee wants to honor Our Lady with one of those beautiful titles. So this year, it's to honor Our Lady of Sorrows. And of course, it's the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. So she's very dear to our heart. Uh, And in those times of sorrowfulness, we go to community, we go to our faith, Mm -hmm. we go to prayer, and the sisters are there to support us in those times of joy and of sorrow.
2: So if you are available, now would be the time to get your ticket to our Ladies Lunch and Tea and Silent Auction. Again, it's coming up Saturday, February 4th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. They've already got a good bunch of those tickets already purchased. So there's just a few more. So if you have the ability to help in any way, please head over to their webpage. You can find out more information. There is limited seating and really come together to help our sisters who are there for us mm-hmm. every day of the year. Well, speaking of our Lady of Peace retreat, you know, we're in these ordinal numbers of yeah. the church. Uh, just seven of them will go by before it's Ash Wednesday. And boy, it would be great that this tea be so successful. So that way the sisters, well, they can focus on that beautiful Ash Wednesday retreat that's already scheduled Got a great guest that's going to be leading the day. It is. So it's always
14: special to have a priest or a bishop or an archbishop speak and to have Archbishop Vlasny here. He's real close to the sisters, spiritually, definitely, but he also physically lives close to the sisters. So he will be leading a talk for the Ash Wednesday Day Retreat, Archbishop Vlasny. His theme this year is the high way of love. And, you know, the, the Ash Wednesday Retreat has been going on, I don't know how many years, but this annual opportunity it's just a day starts at 9 in the morning ends about 2.30 you have time for mass opportunity for a confession an archbishop will give two different talks in the morning and the afternoon there's time for prayer and a little luncheon as well to get you ready for the Lenten season and to really look at okay what's going to happen on my Lenten journey and to be in community so the sisters love to host this uh, we want to fill the church that, uh, that retreat chapel is just such a beautiful place to come and pray and I think with Archbishop Vlasny coming it's going to be a lovely day Ash Wednesday so For those of you who work, maybe you take Ash Wednesday off, you come on retreat, you just get really started. This is where we enter into a new liturgical season. We had Advent and Christmas, we've had a little bit of a break, and now let's move into the 40-day journey with our Lord and our Lady of Peace wants you to come in and really experience some of the Lenten journey with them, their Stations of the Cross, opportunities for retreat. It kicks off on Ash Wednesday this year, the 22nd. Of February, it's right around the corner.
2: Just a month away. And Dina Marie, as we were preparing for our time this morning to talk, you were talking about Bishop Vlasny and just his beautiful witness to his faith and his ability to tell stories. Just a really incredible person to lead us it is so joyful
14: and, and last year when he spoke at the sisters at our lady of peace i just sat back and i looked at him and the laughter and the joy but the real wisdom what i really f- have found is the wisdom that we hear through life experience you know being a priest of being a bishop of being an archbishop of shepherding people through through good times and not so good times you know you and i are married brendan It's for the good times and the bad mm-hmm. for the sorrows, for 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 sickness and in health. You know, the Lord provides, but we have to trust in him in our vocation. And I really invite people, if there's any time that you can take advantage of being around our priests and our shepherds, do it. And this this Ash Wednesday retreat, you know, just to hear Archbishop Vlasny he's got this twinkle in his eye you could see the joy and it comes from serving christ it comes from being a priest you know to loving the people to sharing the joy of jesus and to bring the sacraments to people and he always just will bring these stories of communities of schools of parishes you know just of what he's experienced the daily life of a of a priest and an archbishop Uh, We're really blessed to have the bishops that we have here in the Archdiocese of Portland.
2: Oh, for sure. Well, it's just, again, such a wonderful opportunity Uh, on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Just right in the middle of your week to begin this Lenten journey, a perfect opportunity to uh, receive your ashes, spend time Mm -hmm. with the Lord spend time with the sisters, and of course, Archbishop Blasney, shaping up to be such a beautiful opportunity. Dina Marie, now remind our listeners where online people should go, not only to find out more and register for the... Ash Wednesday retreat, but also about, you know, getting in on that lunch and tea and silent auction. Right, Brenda. Well, it's
14: easy to go to the OLPRetreat.org website, information about the whole schedule for the year, of course, the tea. And if anybody listening would like to contribute to the sisters for the heating and cooling units, it's a a little over a million dollar project that the sisters have undertaken. Uh, This particular lunch and tea and silent auction is going to help offset a little bit of that, but we're grateful for the generosity. And the sisters are really entrusting all of this to St. Joseph. There's these little prayer cards around the convent, you know, really, uh, really inviting St. Joseph to intercede on their behalf and their particular needs. And they trust. We do the work that we need to do each day. We trust the Lord and we give thanks. So I'd encourage you, OLPRetreat.org. And I'm the webmistress. So I'll see those emails that come across the website. If you've got questions, there's a great way to find out more about what's happening at Our Lady of Peace Retreat. We look forward to seeing people there coming up through the Lenten season.
2: Well, fantastic. Well, Dana Marie, it is always great to talk with you. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Brenda. You guys have a great day. And again, that is our friend Dina Marie Hale on the podcast of this interview. I will go ahead and get those links that Dina Marie was just talking about. So that way you can get right to our Lady of Peace retreat and find out all the information about the Ash Wednesday retreat and, of course, the luncheon and tea. You're going to find that podcast, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
1: And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, one of the ways you can support our wonderful radio ministry is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page there. Quick and easy process and a likely tax deduction for you as well. That's Matra Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at
4: matradayradio.com
1: or through the Hail Mary media app.
4: Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722, that's 503-252-1722.
2: This February, spend time with women from across the area and arise. Reflect on the beauty of God's marvelous design of womanhood at Holy Redeemer Catholic Parish in Vancouver on February 10th and 11th for the Arise Women's Conference. For the first time ever, this conference will be open to women from middle school through adult with special breakout tracks for youth. Listen to Catholic recording artist and national speaker, Noel Garcia, and discover God's plan for holiness in women and our capacity to love. Registration fee includes conference materials and Saturday lunch and dinner. Information and registration can be found online at holyredeemervan.org. That's holyredeemervan.org. Join for a weekend of friendship, reflection, and Arise.
1: Support from Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com.
9: What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on your next mission from God where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right.
5: Listen to your next mission from God, Saturday mornings at 715 and Sunday mornings at 815. Right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matri Day Radio.
0: (coughs) They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the morning blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio.
2: And it is eight twenty-nine here at Mater Day Radio. Well, he is the unsurpassed model of evangelization, says Pope Francis. Well, there can be only one in this top spot. I'll share it with you next.
1: And in your news this morning. French nun Sister Andre, the world's oldest known person, died on Tuesday at the age of 118 in the southern city of Toulon. The city's mayor, Hubert Falco, announced the news of her death on Twitter, writing that it is with immense sadness and emotion that I learned tonight of the passing of the world's oldest person, Sister Andre. The nun spokesman David Tavella said, There is great sadness, but he, but she wanted it to happen. It was her desire to join her beloved brother. For her, it is freedom. Born as Lucille Randon on February 11, 1909, Sister Andre dedicated most of her life to religious service. Before becoming a Catholic nun, she looked after children during World War II, then spent 28 years caring for orphans and elderly people at a hospital. There have been 10 different popes presiding over the Catholic Church since she was born. Isn't that amazing? That
2: is really incredible. Mm. What a long-blessed life. And to know that, I'm sure, our Lord and her brother uh, waiting to welcome her home. Mm -hmm. Well, Pope Francis invited Christians on Wednesday to pray for the grace to have a pastoral heart like Jesus that suffers and takes risks out of love for others. At his weekly public audience, the Pope said that Jesus provides the unsurpassed model of evangelization. Christ not only has the words of life, but he makes his life a word, a message. That is, he lives always, turned towards the Father and towards us, said Pope Francis in Paul VI Hall. Now, after praying each day, Jesus dedicated his time to proclaiming the kingdom of God and serving people, especially the poorest, the most vulnerable, the sinners and the sick, the Pope added. Now, the Pope recommended rereading often. Chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke, which contains the parable of the lost sheep to come to truly understand apostolic zeal. And at the end of his general audience, Pope Francis asked for people to join him in praying for a Catholic priest who was killed in Nigeria and for persecuted Christians around the world. And former Cardinal Theodore McCarrick is in significant mental decline and may not be fit to stand trial, his attorney says in a new court filing. The legal team for the 92-year-old ex-prelate said it plans to file a motion to dismiss the case, citing a neurological exam conducted by Dr. Stephen Shretland. Now, the exam took place on December 5th at a facility in Missouri where McCarrick is living. According to court documents filed January 13th, the results show McCarrick to be suffering from significant neuropsychological deficits that appear to have started relatively recently and to be worsening rapidly and to impair both McCarrick's cognition and his memory. A final report is expected in 30 days.
1: Well, you could see a pretty cool long-haul truck on the road in the future, Researchers from Oregon State University's College of Engineering are partnering with Daimler Trucks North America in order to develop a zero emissions heavy-duty truck capable of regional and long-haul freight deliveries, according to a release from Oregon State. Now, thanks to a multi-million dollar grant, developers on the project will use advanced electrical propulsion and AI, artificial intelligence. Really? Yeah, research to create the power electronics. Other work will include motor drive technology and energy management tools for a hydrogen fuel cell truck tractor with a 600-mile range and a 25,000-hour cell life, payload capacity equivalent to that of a diesel truck, what is being called the Super Truck Project is expected to take probably four years. So, you know, how how long it takes to get a truck on the road like that through research and development. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be something when they get that wow. down. Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't
2: that be something? Mm-hmm. Before long, I have a feeling that in probably our children's lifetime, unmanned
1: yeah. vehicle driving. Right. They've like, talked about that.
2: These big trucks will just yeah. get out on their own. Mm-hmm. Well, grocery stores around the country and some right here in Oregon are once again struggling to keep eggs in stock while prices for the food staple continue to rise amid a national supply shortage. Since last February, the U.S. Department of Agriculture reports an outbreak of the deadly and highly contagious avian flu and has killed more than 43 million egg-laying hens. The virus hit in two waves from February to June and another between December, excuse me, between September and December. Data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed the national average price for a dozen large grade A eggs hit $4.25 in December. And that's up from $1.79 from one year earlier. Experts say those supply chain challenges are another major factor consumers are paying for. From fuel to fertilizer, Oh,
1: I could see that. Yeah, so, uh,
2: eggs on the shelf. I just recently was in Costco. Of course, in our household, we buy eggs by the you know twenty four pack, or mm-hmm. even you know a couple of those at a time. They did seem uh, low, but there were eggs on the on the shelf.
1: Yeah, I am trying to think. So we buy these brown. They're brown, free-range mm-hmm. eggs.
2: Yeah, that's what we get, too. Yeah,
1: and yeah, they they never have seemed to be in you know minimal supply. It seems like they're always there. And I want to say we pay like, I don't know, 3 three ninety 99 $4 for them, something like that. Yeah, so, eh. okay. Do, do you guys eat a lot of eggs?
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely do. And so we always got to keep them in the fridge. All right. And the Attorney General's office filed a suit Tuesday against Retriever Towing, one of the state's largest towing operations, accusing the company of illegal tows. The complaint filed in Multnomah County Circuit Court alleges Retriever illegally towed vehicles from parking lots without signed authorization from the property owner that's in violation of reforms that the Oregon legislature passed in 2017 to crack down on so-called predatory towing. The lawsuit claims that most consumers who had vehicles towed illegally by Retriever, they never got a refund. And some people who could not afford to pay towing fees, they lost their vehicles at auction, according to the lawsuit. The attorney general's office said Retriever was involved in nearly a quarter of all towing complaints it has received over the past twenty years,
1: mm, all right. a lot of complaints. Yeah, in sports, good effort, but they just couldn't get over the hump last night as the Portland Trailblazers fall to the Nuggets in Denver, one twenty-two to one thirteen. Another good performance by Damon Lillard, who scored forty-four points, thirty of those came in the first half. Denver center Nikola Jokic, the reigning league MVP, posted a triple-double with 36 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists. Blazers missed an opportunity to return to 500 and lost the season series against Denver 3-1. Nuggets, though, they're the best team in the West with a record of 31-13. Portland returns home now for a six-game homestand beginning tomorrow night against the Philadelphia 76ers.
2: Well, following the death of French nun, Sister Andre was 118 at the time of her death. We've been talking about her life, some of Mm -hmm. the things she's seen, and some of the things she's thought about. So she beat COVID-19. Yeah. So she's 118 years old, and we know that the pandemic's been over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. She was 117 Just before her birthday, when she turned 117, she got COVID. Wow. Yeah, she became the world's oldest living survivor of COVID-19 after she beat the disease a few weeks before turning 117. She thankfully, no symptoms, just some tiredness. However, she also shared how she felt about the virus. She said, no, I wasn't scared because I was not scared to die. Mm -hmm. She was ready ready in that part of her life. She has a guilty pleasure, David. Mm-hmm. I think some of us have more than one. Now, according to members of her retirement home, she liked to indulge in a few candies okay. and chocolate. She had a daily glass of wine. Now, her birthday was usually celebrated with a port and chocolate combo, nice. although her secret to a long life was to pray and drink a cup of chocolate every day. And she was one of many centarians in her native France. Listen to this. Yeah. Now, Sister Andre lived in a country that claims over 21,000 centarians, according to reports. Not bad for a country with just over 67 million inhabitants. So, mm, well, they, it must be all of that good wine yeah, and good food that you can get say, in France. That's
14: it.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
2: And something for your calendar. February 4th at 8 a.m. It is the Idaho Men's Conference. That's happening in person, but also online. The day's schedule includes mass celebrated by Bishop Peter Christensen, talks by Monsignor James Shea, and Major League Baseball All-Star Mike Sweeney reconciliation a light breakfast and lunch will be involved and of course wine and cheese fellowship at the end of the day you can find more information just head over to our webpage, page and the hail mary media app
1: so we have a second cup coming up we're talking about kind of switching things right things
2: you can give up and do instead
4: all right we'll do that right after the forecast
13: In chapter 4 of his rule, St. Benedict reminds us, Never despair of God's mercy.
3: One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey.
13: This important phrase catches us by surprise, because he slips it in at the end of a long list of good works we should practice. St. Benedict is reminding us that when we have done all we are supposed to, we must finally entrust everything to God's mercy. We believe that God is so merciful that He sent His Son to suffer and die in order to restore the beautiful creation we had disfigured by our sin. Only God's mercy can, in the end, repair all the evil and hurts that we inflict on one another.
3: For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com.
13: If we can just remember God's mercy in times of trouble, We can bear these difficulties and look forward to that day when all will be healed.
2: Matri-Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. The new Funeral Home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com.
13: A great
1: way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. And it is eight forty-three at Mater Day Radio. David Brenda with you on the morning blend. Gonna be a rainy day out there. I'm looking at it outside right now. It looks it looks it kinda looks nasty. Wet. It sure does. hundred percent chance of showers today. Going to have about a high of 45 degrees, and then scattered showers overnight tonight, low of 35, then mostly cloudy for Thursday, high of 42. Going to be chilly Thursday night, down to freezing, 32 degrees. Wow,
2: that is, uh, that's pretty cold, so Mm -hmm. dress warmly in the morning. Currently, it is 45 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Vancouver.
1: 45 degrees at Holy Redeemer
0: Church in Portland. Out of coffee? No need to worry. Day Radio is brewing a second cup of the morning blend.
2: All right, so yes, I am finished with my first cup. I am ready for a second cup. I noticed, David, this morning, you arrived a little bit earlier. I I expect you usually 10 minutes to the hour in the morning, but you came in right after I did 10 minutes early because you didn't stop for your morning cup of coffee. No,
1: I made mine today. I've got my little pour over mechanism that I did today, which I like. It's very tasty. Really? Yeah, you just take a, it's got like a little filter and you put your coffee grounds in it and you put that on top of your cup and then you pour hot water over it and the water goes right through your grounds and drips right into your Cup. perfect the pour over method
2: the pour over method when scott and i go camping we have a french press oh yeah I in the that. camper yeah. which is a lot oh, they make great cup of coffee a little strong you got to watch it there yep. but boy it's it's just great in the mornings because i get uh, at the night before when we're camping i get it all set up and then in, in the morning scott will get up and start the kettle yes and i wake up to the sound <laughs> of a little whistling kettle and then Ah, the the aroma of coffee. Nothing better. (laughs) Oh, I had a priest once say, coffee is proof God loves us and wants us to be happy. That's
1: exactly right.
2: So a perfect morning for a cup of coffee. I was kind of looking yesterday, you know, we've been talking about Catholic New Year's resolutions and things that we tried to do this year. Well, sometimes though, if you give something up, it's important to make sure you fill it because then what you end up doing is just going back to that thing. Oh, yeah, that's a good right? point. Yeah. So if you are going to, say, try to give up on social media, you've been spending too much time, right, looking at your phone or social media,
8: mm-hmm.
2: why don't you give time by going out for a walk instead.
1: Fantastic. Right? Yeah. So
2: we thought, I I found this great article at Catholic Link. They said, what if you try these things every day? Sure. All right. And so I thought we'd go through a couple of these and see how these could improve your life. Yeah. They said, instead of, or excuse me, to try to give up complaining and instead give thanks
1: great idea
2: give up complaining yeah. and give thanks here's what I notice about myself that the more I especially verbalize my complaints it, it's like a snowball before I know of it everything throughout the day is just yeah I complain about yeah. it
1: you're on this negative track
2: then. yes and yeah. complaining is just it's so insidious yeah all the time. And instead, try to focus it on a thing. So meaning like, let's say, oh, you know, you, the power goes out at home, mm-hmm. right? We'll give thanks that there's the roof over your head. Right. And we know that, well, power's coming back on. Yeah. It's coming back on. Well,
1: you can turn complaining into gratitude.
2: Exactly. You know,
1: when, when you think about complaining, then think about, you know, things that you can be grateful for.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. How about this one? Give up revenge and give forgiveness. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, okay, that sounds great. I mean, I'm looking at this like, okay, that looks great on this sheet, but how you know real is it to Mm -hmm. be able to do that right now revenge is a strong word but you know you're always you know if you feel like you've been wronged
8: Mm -hmm.
2: like uh if i feel like i've been wrong i'll you know cut people out or just like i you know what i'm not talking to you and then i hold on to that so the next time i see them or the next time the situation comes up that's right there in my mind Mm -hmm. and you know the thing about forgiveness it it doesn't just mean that whatever you did it's okay you're forgiven it means that for whatever circumstances this happened Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna let this situation go i'm not going to let it continue to affect me right it doesn't mean a person doesn't have to hold up to a standard if they've let you down in the past Well, you're going to have to remember that and know that you may not be able to rely on them but you're going to let things in the past stay in the past
1: well, and I think you know you'll hear this from like mental health experts that say to be able to forgive, if you're holding on to it, that's a you issue at that point.
2: That's it. You're and, right.
1: And you need to release that and let it go, and that can allow you to move on. And like you said, you put it in the past. Yeah. It's it, and then it's it's out of you at that point.
2: The next item on this lift and this one, boy, we can appreciate this, I think for sure here in the Portland area, give up despair mm. and turn to hope. Yeah. Hope is everything. It's everything. Oh, yeah. And that's the only way to get over these situations you might find yourself in, whatever that might be. And, you know, I, I, I sometimes in driving, you know, you, cr- I, I, I run across somebody on the streets and they are in a bad way alcohol drugs homelessness and we see them and mental illness just and anything ah, oh, that uh, where is the way out of that but without hope there would never be mm-hmm. a way out we must always be hope yeah the next thing okay Wasting time. (laughs) (laughs) That's an easy that's uh, You know, give up wasting time. And now I can find myself doing that. And especially when the, you know, if I've got my phone in front of me. And if we're sitting in the room and a a program on TV might be on, we're watching, I would think to myself, well, I'm just going to look at my phone. I'm here, right, in the room with everybody. But am I really present to what is happening? So give that thing up. Give it up. Right. Well,
1: the thing about wasting time, you can look at it from a def- couple of different aspects. Number one, that doesn't mean you don't need time to relax and recuperate. That's different. I hear you. Yeah, that's different than wasting time. So, like, you can do whatever it is, and I find myself in this sometimes as well. So. You'll start watching something, and you have plans to do something a little bit more productive, and pretty soon that time has gone away. Then when you're done watching, you're like, gosh, I just wasted, there. there's two hours I'm not getting back. You know what I'm saying?
8: Okay.
1: And, and, and you've got to balance. I guess that's what I'm saying. There's got to be a balance there.
2: Oh, for sure. I've been wasting a little bit of time the last couple of days, David. It's keeping me from getting my Christmas decorations put away. Yeah, I so see. There you go. You've inspired me yes. to uh, put the phone down. If I just got, got a little help with boxes out of storage, mm-hmm. yeah, I I could get it done. But yeah. boy, if I don't see it out of sight, out of mind, right. there I go, wasting a little bit more time. And then lastly, they say give up selfishness and give Help.
1: Very nice. Yeah, we
2: we spend a lot of time, and and there was a time where they'd say, you know, you say yes to everything, but it's okay to say no, right? Well, then I think our trend has swung back a little bit, where we'll say no to everything, and the pandemic didn't help either because we, you know, were isolated from each other. We were afraid of of what this was. We didn't know much about it, so we did turn a little bit inward. But yeah. now might be the time or the year to say no. I, I'm I'm not turning Edward anymore. I'm going out there to help. And uh, so maybe there's something happening, I don't know, at church or in the community. We think about, you know, we just celebrated uh, Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, right. day of service. Well, maybe use that as just a, a platform to just keep it going.
1: Sure, absolutely. No, those are all great things. So you're replacing something that may be a little bit more negative, replace it with a little bit more positive
2: give you a great outlook for the new year. We hope you enjoyed today's Second Cup.
4: Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503 252 1722 That's
7: 5032521722 This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary. Then never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession, were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty, hear and answer me, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For more prayer resources,
13: or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at Radio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support
1: for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org.
2: Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on
3: materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app.
0: It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the morning blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio,
1: and it is eight fifty-five at Mater Day Radio. Well, according to the forecast, we've reached our high for the day. <laughs> Are we there? <laughs> We're already there. Downhill from uh, I here. I guess it's going to go down from there. Hundred percent chance of rain today. High today. 45 degrees low tonight 35 40 chance of showers thursday mostly cloudy high of 42 then thursday night maybe a little fog down to 32 so it uh, could be a little chilly on thursday night friday though mostly sunny skies high of 43 it is currently 45 degrees in the rose city
2: and in closing our show today here is i am they with no impossible with you you're listening to the morning blend on mater day radio
15: My pain Right now my songs have turned to silence And you've never seemed so far away But I still believe I still believe There's no high-
1: I am they, and no impossible with you. It's 859 at Radio. Thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend on this Wednesday. David and Brenda with you. Going to be a wet one out there. Good day to go home and just make some popcorn.
2: And put away my Christmas decorations. And and put away your Christmas
1: decorations.
2: (laughs) That is going to wrap it up for us today on the Morning Blend. Miriam Marston, who will be blazing the trail this evening. You can catch the new episode on the Hail Mary media app. Have a blessed day.